Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And we are getting close to what some call the most wonderful time of the year. I will be honest. I will be frank with you guys. It is one of the most horrible times of the year for me. Uh, And of course, I'm talking about back to school. Like, have you seen the ads pop up yet? All the back to school stuff and, and the sales happening for everything you need to buy for the kids. I don't know. A lot of parents get really excited over it. I don't. It gives me major stress, major anxiety. I don't know. Maybe it brings me back to the days as a kid. Um, And I just like, no, I don't want summer to end. Like, that's what it is for me. I don't want summer to end. Um, But listen, we have it's inevitable. It has to come. And so the best thing we can do is prepare ourselves. And one of the biggest things that we need to do is get back into that sleep routine and it's not always easy. That's why I've got my good friend Alana McGinn from Good Night Sleep Site joining us on the show today. Uh, she's a sleep consultant and she's also um, the founder and host of the podcast, This Girl Loves Sleep. Alana, thank you for joining us. Hello, Pina. Thank you for having me. Alana, we're like, we're really close. We're really close to back to school, to that first day of school. I know. And like know. the kids have had like, you know, this, the summer to be like, yay, no rules. I can go to bed later. I can play, I can sleep in. And that is quickly coming to a complete stop. It is. It is. And it's funny. You mentioned like the anxiety with going back to school. There was that meme that was going around saying like, oh my God, it's August. I have to like buy Christmas presents. Happy new year, everybody. Like August just puts me into that frame of mind that it's like right away. I need to, you know, I need to uh, get their back to school clothes. And now I need to start thinking about like Thanksgiving. My mind just goes there right away. Why do we do these things to ourselves? It's our own fault. Right. I know, but that's why I wanted to have you on the show, like a little bit earlier. So this way it's like, oh God, we didn't have Alana on and we only have two days to, to get into this new sleep routine. We're giving you guys, we're giving you guys a bit of a heads up so you can start working on it because sleep, let's get real, is like, is key. It affects so much of our life, right? And and it also, especially for our little ones, going to school, just being able to take in the information and learn properly. You don't want your kid falling asleep at the desk, you know, and being exhausted, So, okay, let me look at the calendar here. So it is August 22nd. We've got about two weeks. Yeah. So where are we? Let's start with, with the plan. Let's just dive right into it. Where are we? What should we start doing at this point? Well, the first thing I always say to start about, start, start doing is starting the conversation. So if your kids are old enough and really they are, even if they're going into something like kindergarten, unless, you know, we all know summer means, you know, lack of routine, uh, later bedtimes, maybe some missed naps for older kiddos, you know, for the, for the parents of the younger kids that are starting kindergarten, it might be the first introduction to no naps at all, which is a big shift. Um, but even for older kids, we also are, are in, you know, we've also seen a lot of 
things change with their sleep environment because, you know, a lot of kids last year were doing online school. Um, you know, we were done school as of what April last year. So, um, you know, do we need to shift that environment? So starting the conversation on talking about the changes that we need to start happening, right? So we need to start going to bed earlier. We need to start bringing back that bedtime routine. This is why sleep is important. This is why we need it. You know, you mentioned sleep is is so important for our kids going into this year. It really is. It's one of the three pillars of health. So when you look at sleep, nutrition, and exercise, when we're focusing just on sleep, that's really the foundation of the other two pillars. So, you know, our kids need it to get a nice, strong immune system, which is so important this time of yes. uh, going into this year, for sure. Um, it's better for their cognitive abilities. It's going to make them more productive, more creative, um, able to kind of sink in everything they're learning at school. Um, it's going to better their motor skills, all of these amazing things. So starting the conversation is always a great time to do it. And this is a great time to start now with two weeks going into school. So how should we do it? Should we start creeping up the time slowly? Is it like, do we jump like an hour? Do we do something like 15 minutes, half hour? It's really up to you as the parent. There are some parents who just kind of pull the Band-Aid and the night before school, they get their kids down at a normal (laughs) bedtime. And some kids can handle that well, right? If your child is more sleep sensitive, and what I mean by sleep sensitive is this is the child who really thrives off of that routine, who a later bedtime really affects, who, you know, again, if I'm speaking to the parents of kids who are maybe going into junior kindergarten, when dropping naps, they're really affected by that. Those are our sleep sensitive kiddos there. Then it's a good idea to really kind of take your time with the routine. You know, we have two weeks. You don't necessarily have to start now, but maybe a week before school starts start inching up that bedtime earlier and earlier. So you can do it by shifting the full hour. You know, let's say they're going to bed hour an hour later than maybe they should have because of summertime. They can just shift up that hour or just slowly inch it up 15 minutes each day earlier and earlier so that by the time we get to the night before school, they're already now starting to go to bed um, at a normal bedtime for, for starting school, but also wake time too, right? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. Let's get them used to those morning wake times. You know, you and I were talking about how you wake up to that natural light. I love that. We don't just have to wake up to an alarm clock, open up the blinds, let that natural light come in. But at that time where it's time for them to go to school. So it's not such a shock that first day of school for them. It's so true because honestly, the waking up that is like one of my biggest struggles. And one of the things that I've found that has been working for me is that I just wake up with a natural light and I I wake up feeling refreshed. I'm not cranky. I'm not tired. Like I just feel good. Right. So, so that helps. And especially the kids, like they need to get used to that wake up time. Um, is it apparently, especially for those that are actually going back to physical, like a physical yes. school, um, because you got to get them ready, get them dressed and get them off to school. Right. Mm-hmm. Where when we were doing online, it was like, literally like roll out of bed, turn on the computer and, and go. Right. And who right. knows? I mean, for those that are goes. those that are still doing online, I also though think it's a good idea to keep to that routine. That's not to say that a month in, you're going to kind of let things slide a bit. But I think a great way for everyone to kind of get that fresh start is to really stick to that consistent wait time for parents too. I, my eldest is going into high school. This is the first year of high school. Wow. They start really early in the morning. <laughs> so it's what time? Be, I don't, you know what? I haven't gotten her full schedule, but I think she has to go out for the bus, like, like seven twenty, seven thirty. 30, like, yeah. They start 
early, right? They also get out early, but they, so listen, it's going to be a shift for this family too. So, um, you know, starting as early as you can, whether you have kids in elementary school, high school, online, in school, whatever, um, it's just a good idea to, to stick that. We, we all thrive off, off of a consistent routine. Yeah, it's so true. It is so true. And it is key. We really need to like try and get back into a routine uh, because it's going to make a huge difference for our kids. But Alana, let's, I know all the parents know this, your kids, you're like, okay, we got to go to bed guys. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's still light outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially for our little kids out, like, come on. Especially for our little kids. I mean, this is, again, this is where the conversation comes into play. I know that's easier said than done, and it's not necessarily going to work on all kids, but this is where I think it's really important, especially for our younger kids to start the conversation on the importance of healthy sleep. So, you know, this is just going to help really build that relationship between um, sleep health and themselves. So why not just that you have to go to bed at this time, but why do you have to go to the bed at this time? You know, how do we feel when we've had a really good night of sleep? How do we feel we haven't had, you know, when we've had a pretty crummy night of sleep? Um, you know, why it's important to go to bed with the sun still out, but then focus on the environment. So I talked a little bit about, you know, setting up that sleep space. Um, it's important first to clear out the clutter. You know, we've all been kind of living in our bedrooms because we've all been home. So really setting up that sleep sanctuary and always focus on your five senses. So darkening up the room, right? So for our kids, do we need to um, incorporate those blackout blinds, uh, white noise machines for sounds to help drown out some of those external sounds? And um, that's going to help lull them into a better sleep space. Um, toddler clocks are amazing for our younger kids who can't quite tell the time yet. Don't get Mm. confused by the term toddler clock. They can work really well for our preschool kids, our kindergarten kids as well. Um, But one second. Yeah. Can you explain what exactly a toddler clock is? Yes. So a toddler clock is a visual clock. So instead of telling times, because they can't tell the time, whether it's analog or digital, um, it's a visual picture. So for instance, you can have one where, you know, it's the moon shines when it's time to go to bed and then the sun turns on when it's time for them to wake up or Mm -hmm. has a little bunny sleeping in a bed or a little bunny with a backpack on. So they can visually see that it's time to stay, go to bed, stay in bed um, or get out. So they can work really well when you're sleep training those younger kiddos who yeah. tend to, you know, escape the bedrooms a little bit. So toddler clocks could be a good addition for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So we've got a lot of tips, a lot of advice as we are preparing for guys. I don't want to say it. I don't want to be that person, but back to school. So don't <laughs> go anywhere because we've got sleep consultant from Good night, sleep side. And I'm talking about Alana again on the show. We'll be right back with more. This is the Parenting Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about sleep more specifically sleep and routines because we are getting ready for wait for it back to 
school. Yeah, I know. We're still in August and you're like, Pina, Pina, don't say it. Just stop. Like, let us enjoy this little bit of summer vacation that we have left. But you know what? We need to prepare because if we don't, we're in big trouble with these kids. And so I've got Alana McGinn, sleep consultant from Goodnight Sleep Site joining me. And uh, Alana, you're like, we got to get back to routine. Routine is a big one. Yeah, we got to make sure that our kiddos are getting enough sleep every night to uh, to set them up for a great day of school. Yeah, it's uh, it's key and it's going to impact the way they learn, the way they're taking in information um, and just their like behavior too. like, listen, I don't know about you parents listening at home, but I do not. I do not like dealing with cranky children. It's the worst. It's like the worst thing. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good night of sleep affects so much. You know, we were saying before it affects, you know, how they're going to retain the information It affects their immune system, which is super important right now. And definitely their mood, you know, teachers want your kids to be having a good (laughs) night of sleep. Like that's the least we can give these teachers this year, you know, send them some well-rested kiddos. Uh, because yeah, I got three kids myself. I mean, me, myself, I know what we're all like when we haven't had a good night of sleep. So, um, definitely, uh, it's so important in so many different ways for sure. So Lena, you've got three, you've got twins and a singleton. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got three, but we're, we're, we're like, we're spread out in ages, right? So how old are yours? So my eldest is, she's gonna be 14 in like a week, which is crazy. Um, and then the twins are 10. So we got one going into high school and two going into grade five. So, and I've got Samantha who's 10 going into grade five. I've got Liliana who is eight. She's going into grade three and then Marcus who's turning six and he's going to be going into grade one. And so I always love asking this question. And for those of you guys that have heard Alana on the show before, you know that it's like, it's something that I always bring up, but Alana How many hours of sleep can you give us like a little breakdown? Do these kids need to get like by by age group? Yeah. I mean, one thing to keep in mind is they definitely need more sleep than we do. You know, they can't function on those seven to eight hours. So it really does depend on the child. Again, coming back to how sleep sensitive your child is when we're talking about our little kids. So we're like our preschools, our kindergartens up to about, we'll say grade um, ages. I'm trying to think ages offhand, you know, so that's what four to say eight. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So up to grade two, three, you're looking at about 10 to still 10 to 12 hours per night. Now the 12 hours is for those kiddos that really need it. Um, but about 10 to 12, as we get into more secondary grades, you know, grade three, four, five and up, um, you're looking at probably anywhere between nine to 11 hours. Again, ranges depending on kids. Once we get into the high school kids, into our tweens and teens, you're looking at like 14 to 17, 18, um, still nine to 10. So still more than, you know, our normal seven to eight. Um, I always say focus on bedtime, especially those that have the younger kids. So those kids that are starting preschool, starting kindergarten, even grade one or two, hike up that bedtime if you can. I know it's hard for working parents to give that earlier bedtime, but this is a big transition for them, especially for those kids who are dropping naps. So if you're listening and you have a child going off to kindergarten or or preschool, and this is their first time with no naps, you're, you're removing the naps because of that. They're going to need that, um, that earlier bedtime. I always use my, my twin daughter as an example. She's what I call my sleep sensitive kid out of all my three kids. She was the hardest to drop naps. You know, she is a bear if she's off routine still to this day and she's 10. 
Um, I remember when she started kindergarten, junior kindergarten, um, she put herself to bed at five 30. Like she's like, I'm tired. I mean, obviously sleep is a big so discussion in her house. Right. So it's not abnormal for my kids to be like, of course, yeah, of course, tired. coming from a daughter of a sleep yeah, consultant, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed, but I'm like, even I thought that was kind of early. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. And full, like full out for the first week was in bed by five 30 and slept yeah. through. So yeah, they get exhausted. exhausted. It's so funny that first week of school, like and when I say first week of school, I mean, like for the kindergartens, like yeah. they're just like, whoa, <laughs> it's a big shock. And also keep in mind, too, for those kindergarten parents or preschool parents, if you have to offer a nap on the weekend, just because it's been a rough, like for the first month or so, it's OK to do that. So a lot of parents ask me, look, can I still give them maybe an afternoon nap on a Saturday or a Sunday? Absolutely. You know, so uh, don't worry too much about that. If they need that little nap during the day, give it to them. Um, But even for older kids, focus on those earlier bedtimes. When we get into high school, it's a little different because there's that shift. And, you know, we can talk about that after too, that biological shift. Um, But up until though, that puberty hits, uh, focus on those early bedtimes for sure. So Alana, I always try to get the kids to bed um, and despite the difference in age. So from Samantha to Marcus, there's four years difference. They're all two years apart. Um, I always try to, to aim for like getting upstairs for about seven 30 and starting the bedtime routine in bed by eight. So now yeah. that's been pushed um, to <clears throat> like nine 30, 10. <laughs> right. Which happens <laughs> in the summer. It happens when I pull back, like, do I go back to like that seven thirty eight? Is that a good bedtime? That's if they're waking bed- up at like six forty five, yeah, that's a good bedtime for the older kids. Marcus might need a little bit earlier just while he's adjusting to grade one because grade one also is like they use their their brains a lot more, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, kindergarten yes. is so play based, right? And now he's kind of sitting. He and that's a big shift. I remember even for my kids, um, that's a big shift for them. Um, Cause suddenly they're, you know, they're having to, to think a lot more, right. Which in itself for a child can be really exhausting. Oh, so totally I mentally recommend- exhausting. Yeah. So I would recommend, I mean, seven thirty is a good goal, but you know what, in that first, I'll be honest, that first week or two until he's really adjusted, he might have to go down as early as seven. I would focus on getting him down first for sure. Then focus on the older girls. So, and I bet you parents everywhere are wondering Like, I don't know how everyone else does it, but despite the age difference, I can't get them to bed at different times. Like, like I, that would probably be a real struggle for me trying to get Marcus to bed before his sisters. He'd be like, this isn't happening. Nice try, mom. Right. Well, and it's hard when that hasn't ever been the case. Right. So, and listen, at the end of the day, what I always say is if what you're doing works for you and your family, who am I to tell you to change that? So if you feel like a bedtime's just better doing it all together, do it all together. You don't have to shift that. Um, maybe kind of meet in the middle, maybe instead of that seven o'clock bedtime for him and the seven thirty eight bedtime for the girls, maybe we can all meet in the middle and stick to that seven thirty bedtime for everyone. Right. Yeah. Okay. And again, coming back, I'm always going to come back to that communication and that conversation, especially with the older kids, you know, this, because this could be a uh, conversation you can have with the girls. Listen, it's really important. Marcus is little. It's really important that he goes to bed at this time. So I kind of need you guys to work with me and let's all do bedtime together and get off to bed, bed, at least for the first few weeks until we're all adjusted. So 
girls are a little bit easier because they're a little bit, no offense to boys out there. I have a boy too, so I can make the comparison. They're a bit more maternal, right? So they're going to probably accept that information a little bit better. Um, But focus on that, you know, but at the end of the day, if what you're doing works for you and if, you know, him having that 730 bedtime, he's still functioning fine throughout the day. Um, Moods are good. He's not falling asleep. You know, all of that. He wakes up pretty easily. Then, you know, he can hit that 738 bedtime. Okay. So that, but that's, that's the goal. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to attempt it, Alana. I like try it. And get him to bed all a little we can bit do. earlier. You know all what we're going to do? do? I'm going to be like, yeah, we're all going to go to bed and we're going to fake it. Yeah. We're going to fake it, get him down and then be like, okay, guys, you still have another half hour. Go for it. Yeah. Or this could be a good opportunity for them too. You know, you still have in half an hour. And this is what I used to do with my kids is like, you know, you can read in bed for half an hour. So because the older kids, some kind of like, okay, oh, well, I'm in bed, but I don't have to go to bed. Like you can read a little bit in bed. Do they share a room? The girls do. Okay. So you guys can talk to each other, play quietly a little bit for half an hour. But, you know, if they have a clock in the room, which I recommend if they don't yes. already, you know, when the clock changes to eight, lights out and time for you guys to go to bed. So that's giving them a little bit of like responsibility. It's giving them a little bit, yeah, a little bit of ownership that they're older, so they don't have to go to bed, but you get him off to bed. They can read a little bit and then go to bed themselves. I love it. Okay. I I really like that plan. I never, it never occurred to me to say, well, let's just get in bed and then you can just like chill out and hang. And I think that that actually is good too, because it just kind of calms them down. Rest, lowers that stimulation, gets them ready. And it's always great to read a little bit before bedtime, you know? So you're, yeah, because that's what I do as an adult. I, I have been getting in bed pretty early. Sometimes I will do work from bed, which I know is not the best thing, but it's just like, and then I just calm down and you know, I enjoy some cannabis and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm in my zone. I'm good. And then, you know, I just, doze off, which is really nice. But yeah, why wouldn't it work for kids? Minus the the cannabis, the disclaimer there. (laughs) 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 But yeah, just to wind down a little bit while you're in bed, while you're in your room. I really, really like that. Um, Now, Alana, there's something else. There's something else that we're dealing with, you know, and we have been dealing with for what seems like forever. And this is this horrible pandemic. And yeah, I said horrible because you know what? COVID is a piece of crap. Okay. guys. <laughs> like Whether you're vaxxed, whether you're not, it's just like horrible. And, you know, we have had a lot of restrictions lifted. You know, we, we can get back out there, but there is a sense of stress and anxiety that goes along with it, you know, and um, not only for us adults, but for the kids as well, especially now yeah. re-entering into school, which for us here in Ontario, like they haven't been in school for so long. So now they're doing this again. And, and we really don't know what the future holds if we're going to, if they're going to like, you know, another yeah. wave is going to come in and we're going to have to go back home or what the deal is. But there is a lot of stress and anxiety with this re-entering into mm-hmm. the real world. Yeah. Now, what does that look like for sleep? And how is it connected? And what do we do? And how can we help the situation? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, you know, there's a lot of reentry anxiety for for different reasons. One, all that you mentioned, right? One is, uh, you know, while many are really excited for things to be lifted and getting back into normal life, 
there's a lot of people who really just aren't ready yet and are feeling that uh, anxiety, not just adults, but kids as well. And then there's the anxiety and stress over what is this year actually going to look like, you know, uh, how it's affecting our anxiety levels and things like that. So our sleep is definitely taking a hit. I think what we're also seeing is, you know, at the start of this pandemic, there was that loss of control, right. And that really affected our sleep. And now I think as we're getting into back into the real world and and going into re-entry, we're starting to feel that same sense of, of loss of control for some, right. Um, so there's definitely different steps that you can take, um, to, to maybe alleviate some of that anxiety and help you sleep better. Uh, if you are a little anxious about, uh, re-entry, um, and one, one is, it's just as simple as taking back your bedroom. You know, I talked about it with the kids, but really making sure because so many of us were working from home and working out of our bedrooms, it's really important to really keep that sleep space just as that the place in which you sleep only. Um, so taking it back, focusing on those five senses again, um, you know, darkening up the room, making it nice and quiet, making that calming environment. So it's just something, something as simple as creating that sleep sanctuary. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. So don't go anywhere because we are talking about sleep, the importance of sleep, especially this time of year as we are re-entering into the real world. And hopefully this is it and we won't be locked up again. And as we get ready for back to school, don't go anywhere because it's the parenting show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night, and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking all things sleep with my girl Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Site and the podcast This Girl Loves Sleep. When she talks about this girl of sleep, she's obviously talking about me. That that's who you were thinking about, right, Alana? When you heard the name. Of course. (laughs) I do love my sleep. I do. I do. I do. Um, And right before the break, we were talking about re-entry. You know, we are, we're trying to get back into the real world, if that's what you want to call it, life pre-COVID. And there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes along with it. And sleep really helps control like stress, anxiety, and it's key. You, like you said earlier, it's one of like the, the three pillars, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with sleep probably being the top and most important of the three. Um, you said, take back your bedroom. Yeah. Take back your bedroom because over this pandemic, our bedroom has been our classroom has been our office has been the place we sleep has been the place we just like chill. It's been like a mix mash of stuff. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when you say take it back, how can we take it back? Is it just like going in and decluttering and maybe reorganizing? Like what exactly does that mean? So basically how, how it works is we should be spending 85% of the time 
that we're in bed sleeping. So what happens is if we're spending too much time in our bedroom, whether you're in your bed or just in your bedroom awake, and maybe it's working, just like you said, right? Our, our, our bedrooms have become our home offices. They've become our kids' classrooms, our entertainment center, our escape for some parents. We're folding a lot. Like we're doing everything in our bedroom, but sleeping well. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, what we're doing is we're weakening that association between sleep and our bed, which in turn then makes it harder for us to fall asleep. So when we're tossing and turning and lying in bed at night, you know, worried and awake, um, we want to kind of strengthen that association. So we want to start by spending as much time in our bedroom sleeping, right? So we got to clear, just like you said, clear away the clutter. So clear away your work files. And listen, you might still have to work from home. Your bedroom logistically might have to be your um, office. It might have to be your kid's classroom. I totally understand that. But all if, if all you can do is just move the clutter away before you go to bed, that's a great step. So, you know, you might not be able to remove your whole computer if you have a desktop, but, you know, remove your work files, turn your computer off, remove your kids' assignments so that you're not staring at these things the moment you walk mm-hmm. into your bedroom. And try to really remove yourself from your bedroom after your work. So really set those boundaries, have that clock out d- clock out time. Um, and don't go back into your bedroom until it's time to go to bed until you feel tired enough to go to bed. So start off by clearing the clutter. Then, like I said before, focus on those five senses. So, you know, darkening up the room as best you can, right? We want to encourage darkness when we go to bed, but then encourage that natural light when we wake up. So really focusing on, you know, optically what we're seeing, um, sound machines can work great to drown out any of those external sounds. On the flip side, earplugs can work work great too, um, so that you don't hear any sounds. Like whatever you personally need, I always say, kind of create your own personal sleep toolkit. Um, if you have to bring in like calming and relaxing smells and fragrances, like aromatherapy or you know um, any kind of smells that just bring that calming sense of uh, of being, um, and then touch and feel. So, you know, do we need to now we're kind of getting into a season. I hate talking about this in August, but you know, soon enough nights are going to get colder. Mornings are going to get colder. I I know. know. Right. So changing that bedding to warmer, um, more cozy blankets, like whatever you need to pajamas. If you're hot sleeper, maybe focusing on more wicking fabrics, things like that. So really just, we want our bedrooms to just emote calmness and, and relaxation. And it's not doing that if we're not doing those kind of activities in our bedroom and we're doing things that cause that stress and cause that anxiety and all of those things. So, um, take back your bedroom as best you can. And I think that could be a really cool activity project, whatever you want to call it that we can do with our kids now as we're leading back into the school year, just to be like, okay, guys, like let's work together. Like maybe what can we organize, maybe rearrange furniture or make like, but get them involved. So it's like, you know, they're a part of it. I know no one likes a good purge more than a mom, like purge. It's a good purge. It's so true. But I've got to say, I, um, the past, I don't know, maybe it's been like six months, even a bit longer. Um, I painted my room. Mm -hmm. I got some new furniture pieces, uh, just new little accent pieces. And I decluttered so much and it's very minimal. And my room, um, Alana can see it because we do this on zoom, really pretty radio show for my room, but it's all (laughs) black and white. It's really pretty. Right. And so I've just worked on it a lot. And it's like, it's become like a sanctuary for me. Yeah. 
I get my, my little like diffuser going with my oils. Um, and it's just relaxing. And I feel that that's made a huge difference, like a huge difference. So sometimes like, even if like, Hey, if it's in the budget that you can like get some paint and yeah. maybe do some like you don't paint have to the room spend a lot. Kids. Yeah. It's, it's just little things. Just, like you said, like decluttering. I mean, when we're, when we see that clutter before we go to bed, we're internalizing that clutter when we're trying to fall asleep. Right. So something just is like clearing out the clutter, giving it a good purge. That doesn't cost you anything. So no, it cost you a lot. So there are some good, good ideas. Um, I know that we're almost ready to go into uh, another break. But before I do, Alana, you said something earlier, and I just want to put this in your head before we break. So you were talking, you mentioned teens and biology. And so I need to know what you were talking about. So don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. We're going to find out what Alana's talking about. And we're going to talk more about the importance of sleep and uh, how we can get back into a routine to get ourselves ready and our kids ready for the new school year. This is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And guys, we're talking sleep. Who does not love sleep? I love sleep. I kind of want to go to sleep now. I could, yeah, I could go to sleep right now. I think so. We've got Alana McGinn joining me. She is my good friend and she's the host of this girl loves sleep podcast and she's also the founder of good night sleep site alana could you go could you take a nap right now could you go to bed right now i'm not you know what i am not a napper i wish i could be i talk about naps and the importance of them and they you know for some they can really but i just i'm not that when i was pregnant i napped like a boss but (laughs) i just uh i'm not a napper you know what i gotta say I'm, i'm not a napper uh either i am a full on like go to bed at night, uh, wake up and don't wake me up because I will not be very happy. Yeah. Like I just need to wake up on my own. Um, but I don't know this Sunday night, I'm feeling like I could, uh, I could hit the sack. Yeah. I could hit the sack pretty, pretty easily right now. Um, but that's us as adults and we spoke about the little kids, but we didn't talk about the teens and you mentioned that something's a little different when it comes to teens. So tell us, Alana, what, what's the deal with these teens for, for the parents listening that are like, yes, please, please help me with my teenager. They're definitely not as accepting of sleep as we are as adults. <laughs> that's for sure. That shifts at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I have a house of a teen and, you know, soon to be tweens. Um, so for, you know, we kept talking about early bedtime, what's funny is, and you'll go through this yourself, Pina, there's suddenly that shift where now suddenly your kids start going to bed later than you, because that's just 
biologically what starts happening. Um, and we see so that weird. it is, it's really weird. And for months I fought it and tried to stay up super late because I'm like, this is just not right. And then I thought, no, I'm tired. You guys are good. Like I'm out, I'm going to bed. So that's what happens as our you know tweens and teens hit puberty. What happens internally is melatonin, which is our natural sleep hormone. Um, it shifts later at night. So releases in their body later at night. So for younger, kids for us as adults, you know, the shift happens again with tweens and teens as they get into adulthood, our melatonin is released earlier, um, which, you know, promotes that earlier bedtime or a normal bedtime with our tweens and teens, it shifts later. So their body isn't really ready to go to bed at nine, 10, maybe even 11 when we as parents would like them to go to bed. That's why we're seeing our tweens and teens going to bed more teens, you know, 12, one o'clock, because that's when their body starts getting tired and is ready to do so. And that's because there's so many organizations that are now trying to really push for high schools to start later because it doesn't work with their biological clock. So they're going to bed late because that's when their body's telling telling them to go to bed late. And then they're having to get up super early for for high school. So and they're getting it's for different reasons why their their bedtimes are later. You know, biologically speaking, that's just when their body's telling them their natural clocks telling them to go to bed. But then they also have to deal with, you know, their more homework and more schoolwork because of high school, after school jobs and extracurricular activities activities, all of those things. So this is an age where, again, conversations can happen, promoting healthy sleep, um, you know, really encouraging promoting healthy sleep and really kind of using adults and parents as that role model when they see us kind of practicing it, maybe they'll be more, um, uh, more, they'll likely to, to embrace it more. Um, but try, you know, pick your battles, try not to fight it. If you, you know, you want your teen to go to bed at 10 AM and it's just not happening. Um, you know, there's, there's ways that you can PM, you mean. Early, 10 PM. PM. Yes. Yes. Did I say AM? Yeah. PM. <laughs> um, but there's different ways that you can encourage it. One is obviously tech. You know, we're seeing a lot, a lot more tech, uh, in yeah. our bedrooms, in our kids' bedrooms. Um, if we can set boundaries on that as best we can as parents, especially for our kids, again, while practicing it ourselves. So they see it. We have a family docking station in my home and my kitchen. We all plug in overnight, no devices in our bedroom. Um, you know, my teen as well. Um, that can definitely help because that is probably the biggest sleep buster in all of our bedrooms. Our yes. kids yeah. Um, and that also goes for like screen time, like television, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can give yourself a tech curfew, you and your kids, um, you know, at least an hour before bed, um, you know, try to turn screens off uh, 90 minutes if you can do it. That being said, I also know there's some tech, some tech can work really well, especially for kids too. There's great meditation apps and mindful breathing apps. And, um, you know, if watching an one episode, not an entire season before we go to bed, (laughs) you know, a show that makes you feel like light and fluffy, go for it. Um, but try not a murder away. series. Like, no, uh, like stay away like, from the serial killer shows, you know, right before you go to bed. Um, but you know, just set those boundaries, stay away from the, the tech and the, the platforms that kind of amp up that anxiety, um, and give you that sense of FOMO maybe before you go to bed. That just doesn't help you sleep better. That doesn't help. Yeah. You sleep. No, yeah. we don't want that. We want good quality sleep because you can get like a full night's sleep but what is the quality like? And the quality is key, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Alana, we are almost done the show, but before we go some, some, give us like top three tips or advice uh, for us parents, whether it's for us as adults, for the kids, for the teens, a mix of everything, give it to us. 
I think first thing is I'm seeing a really a big increase on workplace environments, really focusing on the overall health and wellness of their employees and staff. So, uh, you know, I know I'm booking a lot of lunch and learns and webinars and things like that, talking about sleep health, getting everybody sleeping better. So really kind of work on it as a whole, embrace it. If you're not sleeping well, that's okay. It's okay to sit in it. It's okay to own it, but take the steps to sleep better or take the steps to help your kids sleep better uh, and start off slow as we get into re-entry. Don't try and pack it all in like we did pre-COVID because it's been a long time since we've been back at it. So start off slow, focus on physical rest, mental rest. Those quiet moments count, um, you know, before getting completely back at it. Yeah, it's key. It's really, really important. Um, Sleep. We've said it before. I'm going to say it again. It is crucial and it affects so many different parts of our lives. Like you can't even imagine, you know, like a lot of people like I can't lose weight. Well, sleep, you know, is related to that. Like one example, you know, of the very many. Alana, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for the the words of wisdom, which you always have amazing words of wisdom and advice and tips. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at goodnightsleepsite.com, uh, myself and my team. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at GN Sleep Site. I'm on Facebook, Goodnight Sleep Site. And um, as you mentioned, I have a podcast, This Girl Loves Sleep, which is available everywhere that you can download podcasts. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Alana. And parents, listen, let's just start now. Let's ease into things. We got this. We got this. That is it for us on the show tonight, but we will catch you next week right here. Same time, same place. Sundays, eight o'clock global news radio, 640 Toronto. This is the parenting show. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. 